following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for... Uh, Dialing us up, tune, uh, tuning in, whatever it is you do, streaming, live, tuning in. Yeah, you know, 30 years of radio will need it. Some phrases will just go away. It's the 19th day of the month of July. It's a Sunday. It's the date of production of this particular episode, number 336. Y'all done with the COVID yet? Can, <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all okay? <laughs> oh, my Jesus. Uh, there's... Uh, it's uh, it's it's fun sitting here on on the sidelines watching it all unfold. I um, I'm a bit of an introvert. Maybe I don't know. I may have mentioned it before, perhaps. Uh, and and in being one, it's nice because I can still sit here in my office while watch, watching the world go. I got a front row seat, really. You know, <laughs> I spend a lot of time reading the news and and uh, watching the world do what it's doing, and it's fascinating. It is really remarkably fascinating to me, just the just the way things have been politicized and the the, the way uh, the the meetings and all of this uh, the, the people that are talking and uh, it's just um, it's fun in a way. I know it's tragic and it seems dark to say that, but you know, news people there's news people. Not that I'm one. Um, I'm barely a journalist, really, unless you consider this sort of a, a, an exercise in journalism because you know it's just sort of this weird improvised freeform thought of of my um of my take on certain things that you see in the world and and certainly this is this is a prime example because it affects everybody you know uh, aside from the fact that there are people out there who say oh this doesn't affect me at all i'm not wearing a mask because i can't breathe uh uh-huh. and it's funny that in in social media the the light gets shined or shown rather rather brightly on the people who are all professionals, isn't it something? And, and I could not believe my my eyes upon reading in Facebook how many people are experts in epidemiology, immunologists, all these researchers. They're all over Facebook. They've got it all figured out. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm being sarcastic because uh, uh, ain't nobody got any of this figured out. It seems I know we're gaining strides on it, which is which is important because you know that's that's just what it is. You know you got to learn you got to learn how to fight the fight. And the true scientists that are out there that are laboring over microscopes and samples of bodily fluids or whatever it is that they're taking to uh, to come to a conclusion on how this is going to come to an end. It's you know nothing short of of awesome. That's what these people have spent their their a good chunk of their money and study you know and time. In their lives, it's uh, it's fascinating to watch it watch it unfold, and the things that we are learning all the time about it. Some of it, you know, you know, and, and you got to remember too the stuff that you see that comes out in you know in the media is old. By the time you get to it, it's it's old. It, we've we've already seen what's what's coming. So what you see is actually about a week behind, and what is actually happening on the cutting edge. 
it's uh, it's remarkable, absolutely remarkable, what's going on out there. And um, you know, I hope you all are are taking the appropriate safeguards. Uh, you know, look, wear a mask. Uh, you know, don't be a pussy. Just wear a mask. If you're going to be out in public, you know, when you go to the grocery store, put on a mask. You're going to go to a, a a a hardware store, put on a mask. You know, you're going to be around people, put on a mask. You don't know where those people have been. It's not that big a deal, really. It's just you know, just do it. You may feel you look ridiculous. Get over that. I mean, there's some pretty classy masks that are out there too, by the way. <laughs> there really are. There's some pretty good, pretty pretty groovy ones out there. You can have some fun with it. That's the whole point. You know, you got to bring a little levity into your world, and that's the thing to do. So, go out there and uh, and and fight the fight. When you're at home, you don't have to wear a mask. Nah, hell, you don't even have to wear pants. You know, <laughs> hell, I'm not wearing pants right now. Shit, it's on a Sunday. Typically, right around this time, I'd be saddling up and start heading down to the studio to do the do the blues show. But that ain't happening. I would much rather be doing that than, you know, sitting around here. I've got things to do around, uh, you know, Studio A and here at the uh, at the Hacienda. But nevertheless, it's uh, it's not uh, not rocket science. That's for sure. So do what you can and, and watch yourself or you're going to wind up being a subject on uh, drinking with dead people. There's a thing. Yeah, it's on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, uh, just search drinking with dead people. You'll find it. Uh, I, it's, it's my YouTube channel is what it is. Um, I'm going to shamelessly plug it because I can, <laughs> uh, there's an episode that comes out every Monday around noon. So, uh, so yeah, there's a, there's a few episodes up now and go and enjoy it. Uh, have some fun with it. A new episode coming up on, on, uh, tomorrow, uh, Monday noon. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, there's some stuff that's up there that, uh, that's cool. I think it's, it's, it's fun. It's been an enjoyable ride so far. Uh, be that as it may. All right. Speaking of entertainment, that's kind of where we're headed today. Uh, in this episode from Radio Land, we're going to take a look at, well, Netflix. I have I have questions. Maybe we'll have answers. Maybe not. I don't know. Just food for thought. It's all next. You're listening to it right here from Radio Land. Don't go away. The Broom Closet is your one-stop shop for all of your metaphysical supplies and gifts. We stock candles, herbs, gemstones, incense, salt lamps, and more. We also host monthly rituals and events for those looking to get together with like-minded people. And The Broom Closet is the only place you can get your cards read by me, Reverend Emily. I'm an ordained Wiccan minister and Reiki master. Book your next tarot reading and see what's in the cards for you. Discover conscious living and being connected to an awesome community. The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop is located in downtown Memphis or visit our online store at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. The Broom Closet, where magic begins. Last couple of weeks, there's been some uh, brewing news, if you will, across the world of entertainment as far as uh, what uh, what's shaken out there. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot that's shaken in the world of entertainment. Surprisingly, there is, you know, there's this talk because there's, um, you know, no one's really, no one's really producing much of anything thanks to COVID. Production companies have had to kind of put the brakes on some stuff that they're working on. A lot of post-production and stuff that's happening. Uh, more recently, a uh, big blockbuster film that was supposed to uh, come out was uh, the Tom Hanks World War II film, uh, Greyhound, which is about the Battle of the Atlantic Ocean. And it's uh, uh, it's, it's the trailer looks it's just spectacular. And, and Hanks was a little bent of, out of shape about... The fact that it wasn't going to be playing on a big screen because the effects were so good. But he said, you know, I'm glad we were able to release it anyway. But it's only available on Apple TV. So Apple scored that deal on the distribution. And uh, uh, I don't have Apple TV. Probably not going to get it. I can't justify getting it for just one film uh, that I'd still have to pay for. So so there's that. Uh, eventually, I'm sure it'll it'll show up in other places. I'd like to see it. And from what I understand, it, it uh, it's a complicated film. 
there's so much that happened during the Battle of the Atlantic that, and it was a long, long, long battle. And uh, apparently the film kind of glosses over some of the ins and outs. And unless you're a bit of a historian, you might get lost in the film. That was the only real criticism I heard about it, aside from the fact that it was just really well done and well acted and it's exciting and uh, it's pretty gripping and you may not know what's happening, but <laughs> but there's that. That's, uh, that's one of those things. It's just, it just it, you know, whatever the case may be. But it brings me back over to Netflix, which is, uh, it's you know, that's the big one. Everybody's got the Netflix. Well, not everybody, but, you know, a lot of people have the Netflix. And Netflix is, uh, it's it's interesting because they have sunk so much money into their own productions. You know, they're, 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 they'll, they're practically run anything you throw at them, it seems. And you would think with the kind of, with the kind of money that they're developing, they would be a little bit more picky about what it is that they have to offer their subscribers, be that as it may, it is still sort of remarkable when you sit there looking for something to watch and you come across something that's like, hey, this seems interesting. And you get into the first 30 seconds of something and you go, what is this turd I'm watching now? What is this all about? This is awful. And that's just it. They were going, they're, going, <laughs> they're going after filling time. They, I mean, look, content is king. We get that, all right? But it helps to be a little more picky <laughs> what what your content is and what you got going on because it's you know it's indicative of your service now granted you know there are some good things that are happening uh in netflix some high quality productions that are that are that are happening as well but god you have to you have to wonder you know and, and thanks to the pandemic pandemic of course you you know we, we we're all forced into looking at streaming options a little more a little more carefully because we're bored and cable television is, well, it's awful and it's expensive and it's, you know, there's no sports. So that all of a sudden the, the cable cutter or the cord cutters, if you will, are like, hell yeah, I'm all about this. And thus, you know, here we are remote in hand, beer in the other, not wearing any pants, looking for something to watch on Netflix. And we're getting sort of a weird steady diet of garbage. They're having to blow the dust off some stuff off the shelves to fill the time, I suppose, because there's really only so much that they're going to put out there uh, on their platform. And eventually you're just going to, you know, you'll have seen it all. And it was a kind of a running gag. I've been in quarantine so long. I've seen all of Netflix. I've seen everything they've had, which is a pretty monumental feat. I'm not a, really a binge watcher per se. I don't know that I could sit there and watch. I don't care how good the show is. You know, I couldn't sit there and go through 12 hours of a, of a show. Uh, that would just, I, I'd, I'd get bed sores. <laughs> just like, I, I, my, my head would just go, uh -huh. it kind of already does. Uh, thanks to the, 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 the news and the quarantine. And it's not like I'm stir crazy. And that's just it. A lot of people really kind of aren't there. There's maybe a couple that, that you know, they'll, they'll talk about, Hey, I'd love to be able to go on vacation. And there are some that have actually done it. Um, more power to you, I suppose. Uh, but when you're sitting at home and you look and you're looking through the quality of stuff that's on Netflix, you, you you tend to wonder. And if everybody is paying, if they're making the kind of money I'm thinking they're making is really kind of what I'm going after here. Uh, then you know, then they've got a pretty fat budget to be able to handle all sorts of fun stuff, right? Isn't that kind of how that works? You would think, but the the production quality is just oh, it's brutal. There's uh there's another streaming service that I that I 
will have on in my office uh, in studio here in Studio A. Sometimes late at night when I'm, you know, when I'm wrapping my day up, wrapping my night up, and I've done a bunch of stuff, and I'm just, you know, I'm down here with a with a cocktail, glass of wine, whatever, and a, and a beer, a liquor, shot, tequila, whatever. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll peruse through Pluto. Now, Pluto is interesting. It's a free streaming service. It's loaded with commercials. Fine. That's what keeps it free. Fine. Works on a desktop. Great. You can get the apps for it. You can have, and there's, a, I don't know, there's like 800 channels on the damn thing. And it, it's, it's interesting. CBS Viacom bought it, what, four months ago, I think it was? And they're not developing any new programming for it. That's just it. This is what makes it interesting because it has movie channels, right? There's like, I don't know, like a dozen different movie channels, but it's all stuff from like a while ago. <laughs> you know, like, you know, um, one, I forget what, it was at the, is it the Paramount Channel or something? I don't know which one it is. It's, or one called Just The Movie Channel. They were running uh, the Humphrey Bogart, Catherine Hepburn classic, uh, African Queen, which is a fine film. And But they're running in the hell out of it. Uh, but also up there, there's, you know, there's uh, a Total Recall, Schwarzenegger, you know. Uh, hell yeah, there's there's that. Rosemary's Baby was in rotation there for fairly heavy on their on their one of their, uh, they have a couple of horror channels and a terror channel and that kind of stuff and and it's you know it's it's fun to revisit this sort of stuff if there really isn't much else on now then of course they have these other channels in these <laughs> they have <laughs> they have these uh, these these binge watching channels so they have like the Adams Family channel every episode of the Adams Family is just run back to back to back twenty four hours a day that's all it is. <laughs> that's all it is and i sat here and watched i don't know two or three hours of it i suppose but it was kind of more background noise and i'm working on other stuff and i'm just kind of you know laughing along at some of the jokes and stuff but it's just fascinating to because that show wasn't designed to be consumed that way back when they were making shows like that it was it was never considered like oh you know there's going to come a time when we're going to have all just a thousand episodes in our catalog here, when this thing is all said and done with, and there's going to be people that are going to sit there and watch them all back to back to back for hours on end. They never thought like that, you know, because there was, that's why there's so much, you know, repetitive bits in, in that stuff, because it was a once a week show. <laughs> that's what it was. It was once a week. So you had to remind people what was going on. You know, I am, although I'm just kind of disappointed that Pluto doesn't have the Gilligan's Island channel. <laughs> same thing i think they have a flintstones channel i'm not sure but uh I, I but they have all of this stuff right and and then there's a whole because viacom has it they also own the mtv properties so they have all of those they have a channel devoted to each of the reality shows because i've seen the promos for it and they're all and they're god they're awful i mean but it is you know you don't have to watch that stuff clearly but there's something for everybody and then they they have they have some of these on one of the movie channels, I forget which one it is. It's just, it's like, I saw, it was like Sinbad and the, uh, Sinbad and the, the treasure of the seven seas or something. And I, and my immediate thought was that it was, um, John Wayne's kid that, that played Sinbad back in the sixties. I don't know if you remember, or I can't think of his name. His name just escaped me now. I wanted to, I keep wanting to say Bruce Wayne, but, <laughs> but it's not. It's the guy that went on to host game shows and stuff. At any rate, he played Sinbad rather famously in those old Harryhausen, you know, uh, 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 stop action animation thing with Sinbad's battling the the skeletons and stuff. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh, cool. I haven't seen a Sinbad film in forever. So, so I click on it and it's not 
<laughs> it's not a Ray Harryhausen thing with with the John Wayne kid. It's it's not. It's like it was shot last year. <laughs> you know, it was one of these things, and nobody nobody knows any of these actors that are in there. And it's modern. I mean, there's like they're carrying cell phones and they're drinking Starbucks and they're doing all this stuff. And I'm sitting here watching this going, this ought to be really amusing. And it gets worse and worse and worse. And it's not just the fact that it's badly written. (laughs) It's badly produced. And you can tell everything is on a budget. And the, the CG work, the special effect work that they did in this thing is just God awful. And so you sit there and you wonder, why do how did this get produced? Why, why, why was this produced? Well, I'll tell you why. We've reached this point in in our in our society, in our inner entertainment star society, where we've we we have we have a lot of options now, thanks to streaming, right? You know, we've got you got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got Amazon, Apple, you got all this stuff, which basically opened up a gigantic warehouse of everything that's ever been produced, right? And when you look at it like that. It's uh, it's not as much stuff as you think. So, so everybody's clamoring for content. We need new stuff. We need it now. The quicker you get it to us, the quicker you get paid. We don't care. Let's get it. Let's fill the space. People are going to get it. They're going to download it. They're going to watch it. They're going to stream it. They're going to do whatever. It's like this is dumbass show. It's the same thing. There's so much available uh, audience, but not enough available content to meet the availability of that audience. You see what I'm saying? And it's it's compounded by the fact, too. Now, let's keep in mind, to be fair, it's compounded by the fact that uh, we're in a pandemic and things are shut down. I mean, we're just not making movies. We're not we're not making shows. Some can be done, I suppose. Um, you know, if you if you have like a limited cast in a uh you know you're shooting like a green screen type of setup there's films that have been done like that uh well hell look at uh sin city that was one these are films that are just all post-production and quite frankly most films are all about the post-production but that's just it you're going to be seeing more of that in fact as a matter of fact uh was it there was a there was a news blurb i saw that the hallmark channel uh uh-huh they they announced that for the holiday season they have 40 Count them 40, four zero, <laughs> 10 times four, 40 um, Christmas movies, all original, which I, you know, I don't know about you, but it's, it's a Christmas movie is a Christmas movie is a Christmas movie, right? Aren't they all kind of the same? And don't come at me with this. Well, you know, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. No, it is not. It is not a Christmas film. It has nothing to do with Christmas. It's set during Christmas, but it is not a Christmas film. It isn't. So, you know, so... <laughs> Stop it. Um, Christmas movies are limited by what the story can tell. I mean, clearly it's about some sort of a miracle, some sort of a holiday miracle. Uh, uh, and and Irby's got a drinking problem, and uh, uh, only a only a a Christmas miracle will save her life. And then she has some epiphany, and next thing you know, she's an angel. And and I don't know whether she's dead or not. And and but at any rate, all of a sudden, little Timmy's having a good Christmas. That's that's it. That's kind of how it is. They make no real sense. They're supposed to make you feel good. God, there was one that they shot here in Memphis. 
Oh my God. Um, Christmas at Graceland. And they shot it here in like June or July. And of course they had to have snow. And so they had to fake the snow, of course, but it's like, they had like, I don't know, 10 inches of snow or something like that on the set. And, and I'm going, um, it don't snow like that here. <laughs> no, nobody's jumping around going, Oh, looky, we were having fun in the snow. It's, it's more like, Oh my God. It's, oh, we're going to reenact the Donner party here. There's two inches of snow here. We're all going to die a horrible death. But it's amusing. I get it. And it goes back to the whole thing about content because that's really what it is. They're just, they're just giving you something to look for, to watch. Now, look, I'm not complaining about the fact that we've got streaming media out the ass because Lord knows we got a ton of it. And that's great. It's still better than cable in my estimation. Certainly a hell of a lot cheaper. And it's helped out shows like, well, like this one. Uh, radio Memphis in general as a streaming radio station is doing much better now uh, because of because of this. Uh, people have discovered that there's all sorts of fun things to see and do on the internet that doesn't necessarily involve naked people, uh, shockingly. But there, there, there is that. <clears throat> so you have so you so you have a platform that's in essence, in theory, bottomless. And when it when it is bottomless, so to speak. You're, you reach a bottom really quickly because there's not enough content to fill it. That's the problem. There's not there's not a there's not enough there's not enough material out there uh, to make it worthwhile and and uh, and and well not worthwhile per se, but getting it all done because you know that's that's kind of how all this works, don't you think? Because when you're when you're when you're trying to do the old um, when you're trying to do the uh, uh, filling of time, if you will, giving uh, giving content uh, to, uh, to to companies, broadcast companies, so their audiences will have something to watch. Then it becomes a thing, don't you think? And when when it's when it's worth watching, when it's worth doing, then you know it's worth overdoing or underdoing, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. But Netflix is like, dude, yo, what's what's up? Why is why is all of a sudden shit got to start sucking? I mean. Their budget, their operating budget was like, I mean, for production was like $50 billion a year. I mean, that's just insane. That's a lot of money to put out shit. So, you know, what the hell? Um, there was a show I wanted to, it's on Hulu, and I, and I got kind of excited about it. I really kind of wanted to get into it and because I'm a, being a bit of a fan of history. I like shows that are uh, about certain historical uh, uh people or elements or things that have happened and having the you know the wife and I had watched uh, the Tudors some time ago about a year ago I guess it was uh, and really enjoyed it it was it was it was cool you know it's a costume drama and it's told through uh, what had happened with Henry VIII and the whole the whole, the whole notion of the you know the early days of the royalty of the the king of England and blah 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 blah, blah. and you know it's it's it was kind of interesting but there was something similar that I saw this promo for it was going to be running on Hulu, and it was about Catherine the Great. And I thought, oh, this ought to be interesting. This would be kind of cool. And it had a pretty decent cast lineup. Come to find out, it's not what you think it is. It's it's a comedy that has no basis in reality. No history. It's just set during the reign of Catherine the Great of Russia. Why do you even need to do that? Catherine was a pretty interesting broad on her own. You don't need to really go beyond that. <laughs> really? <laughs> Uh, uh, 
But I guess that's, you know, well, you know, everybody knows the story of for her and the horse, which, by the way, she did not die uh, because of her proclivities of having sexual encounters with with uh, members of the equine family. I, I know that's a thing. And, and if you if, if the story goes that she was killed by members of her court um, one evening while she uh, made herself available to a uh, horse, a stallion, if you will. And so she's off in the in the livery stable, and they would have these. Apparently, they had these stable boys with this uh, horse uh, in a harness, and and they would lower this horse up and down as the story goes. And they saw this as an opportunity to do the old girl in, so they just let go of the ropes, and thus she was suffocated by the horse. That didn't happen, <laughs> but that story has been around for as long as her death has, quite frankly, because she was just she was a bit unpopular at times. She was a, a interesting political individual, but she was also rather horny. And so she was banging everybody under the sun. The truth of the matter is, uh, for those of you that want to study your trivia, uh, toward the end of her life, Catherine got to be a big girl. Oh, she she wasn't, she, I mean, she wasn't like, you know, tubby. She was a big girl. She went from little Debbie to big Deborah. You know what I'm saying? And she got, uh, she got, she got portly and uh, to the point where like obesity big time and she went to um um went to her her royal bath chamber to take a dump apparently and uh, as she was sitting upon whatever uh, privy they had back then which is i think some, some some sort of a concrete arrangement the thing broke and she got cut on her butt and uh she bled to death on the floor of her bathroom not too far unlike Elvis. Elvis just had a heart attack there. But, I mean, yeah, kings and queens tend to die in the bathroom for whatever reason. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's really what sort of the sad truth is what happened to Catherine the Great. <clears throat> and here I was thinking that, oh, wow, this is going to be a good story. But, no, no, it's completely twisted around and it's not not at all what I was thinking it was going to be. <laughs> it was not. It was. So, no, I, no. Uh, there was something the wife got into briefly and it was like, no, we're not doing that either. I just, it's, this isn't what I thought it was. Cause it feels like we're being duped. Uh, maybe it's because that, you know, uh, because of the success of Tiger King, the, the program directors at Netflix probably thought these people will watch anything. <laughs> this is what they're thinking. You know that's what it is because, because you know, hell, hell, I got sucked into the Tiger King thing. Oh, it was bad TV. Oh, it was awful. It was, it, and the story was just, it was a shipwreck. It's everything you expected it to be. And I know there's some of you out there that are listening to this that probably haven't seen it. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you do. I mean, it's bad TV, but it's so bad you can't help but look away. It's, that's, that's, and that may be what's going through the minds of these people at Netflix. Maybe they're thinking, you know, uh, you know, they, they were watching this uh, deal about this uh, this this gay uh, uh, tiger country singer rambler dude, and uh, maybe we should. Uh, just, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I've got friends that have that that, that have kind of this weird love hate relationship with Netflix to the point that they'll they'll subscribe, right? And since there's no contract, they'll watch it for a couple of months and then kill it, <laughs> and then come back a few months later and see see if anything else is new up there. Yeah, occasionally, there, occasionally there's some pretty decent stuff up there, but you know, but I know, and it's and it, it, this is important too because it's 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 important to state that to each their own. 
what you guys may like is something I might not. What I might like maybe something you're not really into. I mean, there's, there's certainly a million different ways you can look about this sort of thing. Um, but I personally, and I'll leave it at this, the, the worst of the worst on Netflix is in the documentary section. I like a good documentary every once in a while, you know, because it's usually some interesting stuff, but man, some, some of this stuff is just contrived and weird and ooh, stink, stink city is really kind of what it is. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's not like we can, it's not like we can go out and go hang out at the bar. So we're sort of stuck doing our thing. I don't know to each their own. And that's why we're turning into a nation of drunks. It's not just it's not just the fact that it's that we're quarantined. It's just that we're sort of quarantined with bad entertainment. That's part of the problem. And and when that happens, it's like, well, well, there ain't nothing else on. I guess I'll just suffer through this. And then you have to remind yourself how much a month you're paying for it. And then on top of that, you go, well, it's still cheaper than cable. And you sit there and go, all right. Then it's the documentary of the little old couple from Kansas that collects salt and pepper shakers that are horribly racist from all over the world. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> My wife tried to watch Don't Fuck With Cats. On a recommendation to somebody had recommended, oh, you're a cat lover, you'll like this show. Oh, she hated it. <laughs> she got she got an episode and a half into it and was like, Nope. This ain't happening. Oh, and by the way, uh, Netflix is now running um, a show. It's a reboot for whatever it is, or a continuation of Unsolved Mysteries. Now, if you remember back in the late 80s, mid to late 80s uh, through part of the 90s, there NBC had Unsolved Mysteries, and it was hosted by Robert Stack. And it was... Uh, they were they were they were looking for the looking to the public to help them solve these crimes, and there was like some people somebody that's turned up missing, or they uh, they, they were murdered, or something something nefarious has, has befallen somebody. So they do these stories and they talk to the witnesses, and and it was always ended up with, if you have any idea of who did this crime, you're urged to call your local police department, you know that kind of thing, and they give like an eight hundred number, and every once in a while they're they, like at the end of a season. They would rehash a couple of the stories and shown what was solved because of the help from the people that watched the show. Well, Netflix brought the show back, clearly without Robert Stack since he's been dead for a long time. And in fact, I watched a little bit of it, and it's not bad. I mean, it, it's it's done without a host. Interesting. But apparently, um, they've gotten a lot of... I mean, they've solved a bunch of them already. Solved a bunch of these cases already. So that's, that's pretty good. It's pretty interesting there. So... You know, I was telling telling my wife about it, and you know, she likes those types of shows. And uh, I said, "No, oh, check this out. Maybe it's your thing." You know, and I was headed back here into the studio, and you know, to do whatever it was I was working on. And uh, I went to go check on her and say, "How's it going? What do you think of the show?" And she goes, "I'm not a big fan because I never tell you who did it." I said, "Well, that's sort of the point. That's why it's called Unsolved Mysteries, you see." And the idea was that she likes watching like Dateline and that stuff because there's an obvious conclusion. Personally, I think she's watching this because she's trying to figure out a way to do me in. And that's, I think, the the issue here is that she sees how that person got caught and knows what not to do when she's going to attempt to commit a felony. <laughs> no, I'm not living in that world of paranoia. That's that's certainly not the case. But I, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, 
We've been cheapened. We've been duped. I don't think the entertainment is as good as it used to be, but, you know, hey, pff, what do I know, right? Wizards is corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at Wizards Memphis. Com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. You must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus. So if you have a fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your healthcare provider before going in. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. One of the many things that I do uh, off air, because I'm busy, I, I have a lot of things going on. You know, I'm a, uh, I, of course, I have this show. Uh, I've got the YouTube thing going on there, Drinking with Dead People. Go, go look for that. Uh, I am also a voice actor for uh, uh, for Audible. Uh, I do I do books. That's that's, that's been that's sort of a part time job for me. Actually, it pays pretty well. So there's, so there's that. And uh, I also will contribute once a month a, to a to a magazine. I'm a columnist for a particular magazine. Uh, I wouldn't tell you what it is, but I'm about to talk bad about it. <laughs> you know why? Because they took umbrage with the fact that I was ten- they- I was telling the truth about something, and they didn't like that. They wanted me to fluff it up. In fact, they rewrote the article, sent it back to the editor-in-chief here in town, and they said, no, no, you're not running that. No, <laughs> that's not even accurate. In fact, if you're just going to use him as a reference, do so, but y'all put your own name on that shit. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, Search the show in iTunes, Player.fm, Stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or TuneIn. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. You've heard what's coming up next time on the program. <clears throat> yes. Um, uh, yeah, it's Sunday. It's, I don't know. Uh, it, all the days are just bleeding together now at this point. We just kind of... Going through the motions, I suppose. Uh, yeah, it's what we have to do. Try and keep your sanity as best you can. Is is, is what I'm kind of getting at here. I think, you know, uh, be find yourself to amuse yourself. So find something to do to amuse yourself. I, I don't know what I'm saying. Take off your pants and give yourself a massage. Shit, I don't know. Just whatever it takes to try not and go too crazy is really what it boils down to. And uh, use your telephone. Call people. Say hello. There's there's uh, apps that can uh, help you uh, do the face to face thing with with people. You know, and uh, you know. Knock yourselves out. Just have you uh, uh, have you a big old time, and and that's just kind of the way that goes. Um, so so there. Uh, coming up this week, uh, we've got. Well, let's see here. I got got a few things. Uh, of course, tonight uh, the Booze and Blues show is not on the air again. However, uh, there will be music. If you want to hear some blues music tonight, just kind of if you're looking for something that's not on the television, <laughs> certainly not on Netflix, and you you want to find something to uh, entertain yourself with for a little while and you know kind of chill and enjoy some music. Got the blues for you tonight, starting 8 p.m. Central Time every Sunday night at Radio-Memphis.com on any device. Also, uh, we've got, uh, what do we got coming up here? Uh, of course, the morning show, uh, LJ and I have got that covered for you tomorrow morning. And uh, Drinking With Dead People has a, its episode drop uh, at noon central time tomorrow, too. Look for that on YouTube and uh, go from there. So, so there, that's it. That's all, that's all I got. I'm done. I'm out of here. Y'all take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. For God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radioland.
Public Chatter from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For bookings and other inquiries, you can write the show by sending an email to Radioland at PirateRadioStudios.com. For more, go to Radio-Memphis.com. <laughs>